Yeah, what's the word? It's your girl, Molly McCoy. Check out my new freestyle, Mind Your Business, you word. Uh, Molly, Mind Your Business. Let's go. Big Bronx, you already know my vibe. Came a long way, used to be Mookie from the block. Better think first, where you talk hot. No, I don't throw subs, but I will throw shots. I had to tell these, Mind Your Business. Uh, you know my name, whole weight, no fit. Yeah. Keep it still to your grill, no dentist. Don't say much, cause he's be snitches. Chase him, my line of said, go dumb. Uh-huh. I said, chill, you know I do for fun. Casting over little, don't run real New York. You ain't know I had the gun. Know I chill mode gun. ever since I had my son. Hey! My cribs, what's going on? You already know when the hog go. It is the neighborhood Ruger spread, the social dweeb himself, Remo Marac. We are here for another edition of Cuts. You know what the cuts stand for. Culture, urban, technology, and sports. Now, my creatives, this is episode 105. Episode 104, I introduced you to the production assistant and talent booker, Sherry B. Listen, man, we had a great convo. It just went in. We, we, we shot the shits. I think we touched on a little bit about love and everything like that. It was, it was kind of a funny episode. But I definitely want you guys to still check in on that. This is episode 105. Nonetheless, uh, we got to go into story times. So I ain't going to front. My career, you know, with the hot streak, with the Ruger sprayer himself, really on a real, real hot streak. I've been going to top tier events, meeting great people, networking. Nonetheless, guest here, really networked off the rip. Uh, was at the Nasdaq and uh, 300 Entertainment event. They were talk. Uh, it was a great conversation between Kevin Lyles and Reverend Al Sharpton. What a dope, dope, dope event! If you are a black creative and you were there, you were part of history. It was great. It was amazing. It was refreshing to hear you know as as you know we're in a not weird space with with black creatives um it's more for me i feel it's more blurred line but what my guests will definitely talk about nonetheless i have known published award-winning writer jordana elizabeth from baltimore maryland son in the building what's good son the warrior be more be more What's good? It's, How you doing? It's more than the wire, but I'm doing good. How no, are you? No, right, exactly. Great seafood <laughs> downtown in Baltimore. God damn it! Of course, we got wire seafood. What else? <laughs> got the Orioles, all that. The Orioles, got the Ravens, all that. I went all to that. an Orioles game recently, uh, playing the Nationals. Oh, okay, okay. We won. We won too. We won. Oh, oh listen, listen. It's it's good to go to a baseball game. And the and the team wins. Trust me, I've been to a couple Yankee games over here. And when they <laughs> lose, it is a bad feeling taking that train ride, long train ride back to your crib. But no, yeah. nonetheless, I'm definitely glad you're here. Um, I've, I've I've checked on you a little bit and everything. Definitely love what I checked on, and as well as you know, just the greatness of how you approached me, you know, and everything like that. And we ne- and we networked and we bonded, and you know, I definitely want to touch on that. You know, in today's episode, I just want my creators to really take heed and understand the importance, the huge importance of backing up after you network. It is very huge. Mm, mm, it is very huge. You know, um, let's say I don't back up with Jordana. I don't know if this interview even happens. You know what I'm saying? But thank God I did. And thank God she did. And we're here. So nonetheless, Jordana, just off the rip, let's get right into it. Yeah. What is your take or your insight of the media space 
for black creatives take take us take take us into what you really really feel and then we'll do we'll do we could do the vanilla stuff of knowing the background and everything but i just want to get right into it because that's been a thing that i've been wanting to like really touch on with other media creatives for a long time so let's definitely get into it what's your take on the space or the level of of media for black creatives yeah um I started in the game like 10 years ago and it was very different. There were um, very few of us in media um, in alternative genres outside of R&B hip hop. And even in that R&B hip hop worlds, you have, you know, um, um, editors who were white running hip hop magazines and all that. No shade, no, 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 no shade. Um, and it's, it's, it's a different world. And it's funny <laughs> that day that uh, we talked at the NASDAQ event, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna walk out early. I was gonna leave and I was like, no, no Jordana, you're gonna network today. And it wasn't even, it wasn't even the word. It was that, uh, so this is my answer to your question. I live in a little bit of an independent freelance bubble. I write for New York Amsterdam News, which is um, a printed oh, newspaper big ups, big ups, big everywhere. Up. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you to Kristen Fane Mulroy, my managing editor been there almost 10 years next year will be my 10 year anniversary um and I just I I really independently chase stories and it's a real um you know simple process where Kristen and I have our own language because of nine years of work and um I I get in assignments and kind of so live in this a smaller bubble I have done freelance work for Universal Records and other places um but it's usually remote so you know, I, I don't know what made me come out. I think I think there was a lot of stuff going on um, in the world with women in the media. Mm -hmm. And I saw that Megan Thee Stallion was on 300. Um, you know, no matter what the ups and downs were, you know, I really, I personally wanted to know, um, and this is a buzzword, but as a Black feminist writer who I consider myself to be, I, I wanted to know, um, you know, how the label got Megan through and how Megan got herself through, of course, but, you know, what was kind of, um, the, what did the support look like mm -hmm. um, behind that? Um, and so that's why I was curious. Um, and also Kevin Lyles is from Baltimore. He went to Woodlawn High School. I went to a, a, a high school where like our, our mascots were rivals. I'm not gonna like put my name, like, put my stuff out there and everything. So I was like, so they were, they were just a few things and you know, the opportunity to see a fireside chat with, um, with Reverend Al Sharpton. Um, you know, it was just a cool, it was just a cool event. And I'll be honest with you, intuitively, I just move by things intuitively. I don't really calculate, you know, this is why I'm going to go to this event. This is why I'm going to, you know, choose to maybe not go to this one. I, I think there was just something special about it. And I, I really didn't know much about the Electra merging until the night before. It just, it just seemed like uh, an interesting vibe. So, um, you know, I, I, your original question, I'm, I'm going on a little bit, but um, yeah, the event was great. The food was great. It was not a weird vibe. It was actually really chill for kind of an upscale black event. Um, no, no, no snootiness, no drama. It was the perfect, like, mm, 
it was Unison. the perfect balance. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good energy. It was a good balance. So there was, you know, there was no awkwardness, which is very rare, you know, it kind of these kind of intimate high. Um, no, I mean, what do I know? You know what I mean? Maybe I'm just, you know. No, that's okay. I mean, that's your, if that's your interpretation, that's fine. But um, definitely. What do you experience? Did, do you ever experience awkwardness or is that just a weird? Um, I'll say this in my, in my, in my 10 year career, as far as coming to media, transitioning from being an actor, um, I'll say this, mm -hmm. it takes a lot for an event to be that right. And what mm -hmm. I say is you have to pick the right, you have to vet the right people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to vet the right venue for the right people to be in. Then on top of that, it's a lot of times, especially in New York media, I, I hate to go here where I'm going with it. Um, they they don't vet well. Mm. Okay. Interesting. They just don't vet. They, uh, that's just my experience. They just don't vet well. You 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 put everybody there because they have a platform, and then God forbid, you don't know the ones that respect the culture or respect the history. Right of journalism or for that matter the history of media period right to do the job accurately mm -hmm. so now you're finding yourself in dutch it's like all right make my impact as best as possible or you have to trust the people that confirmed you to be not as snooty or for that matter be understanding and willing with your platform mm -hmm. to make sure that things go smooth and not awry right yeah so that's the, that's the case in point. And for me with that NASDAQ 300, it was beautiful because this, it showed, okay, this is what an event is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. This is what it is. So that's what, that's what led to me to my question. Cause for me, I feel with media, especially in like the last, like, like three to four years, it's not only that, you know, media or New York media or any type of media across the nation, you know, just lets any old body in. And listen, I'm not saying that people don't deserve a chance, but it's like, holy shit, no, uh, let's, let's, let's understand there's different levels of media that, that, that should be in and allowed. That's just yeah. is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And for me, I don't, I don't feel, especially in New York, I feel it's like less and less boundaries are happening because, oh, we need the content. We need the content. We need the content. And it's like, yo, but then don't complain when you let the floodgates open and you let every other fucking Joe Schmo in, that's not doing you justice. So at the end of the day, that's the reason why I asked the question because a lot of us have been talking behind the scenes and yeah, talking yeah. like, okay, how can it be better? What can be done? Or whatever the case may be. But in the same token, it's still the end around, you know, I hate to say the end around fuck shit at the end of the day. So you just got to make sure you and your platform or what you have are, are standing true. And, I, and, I, and that leads yeah. me to my next question with you. Um, I'm definitely glad, you know, you spoke on your insight. I, I definitely need to my next question with you. Do you feel that a person that does journalism, right? Doesn't mm -hmm. matter freelance or is on a major publication. Sure. Should they, should, it's two part question. Should they have knowledge of history of journalism? And then part B, where does, when does integrity over clout make a difference? take us into that yeah yeah you you really um 
hit the nail on the head because I was really thinking about what you were saying and how interesting and how honest you were being about vetting, um, you know, and about integrity and about ethical. I, I work for a traditional news outlet. New York Amsterdam News historically is one of the oldest Black newspapers in the United States of America. Mm. Um, you know, W.E.D. Uh, du, du Bois and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X have all written pieces for, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a historic... Um, black paper that you can find in the new um, Lee Daniels, Billie Holiday film, all of those things. So, um, and I've been there for 10 years and I'm like the baby of the crew. It's a, it's called a legacy publication. Right. So, so I work at a historic black legacy publication. And so, um, you know, I'm not really out there in the major digital space, you know, um, I'm, I'm doing more print these days. Um, and so, so with, with, with people vetting and being selective, I'm selective as well, because I'm not a social media influencer, you know, my integrity and my name is really kind of, is really based on historical grounding and, and kind of, um, in mm, a, in a different kind of clout, right. you know what I'm saying? Um, a, 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 a black legacy clout. You know, so I'm representing, I'm representing a history. So when I go into, so, so when I go into spaces, you know, like 300 Entertainment, you know, um, you know, Reverend Al Sharpton is, is someone that's, you know, um, been covered by the paper over many years. Um, and I, I, I represent my own voice, anything <laughs> that the paper has said, good or bad, you know, I, you know, I'm there, but I, I am, I am about New York Amsterdam News and they've been so good to me. And I just wanted to hear, um, I wanted to, to, to see legacy meets kind of um, a new legacy leader. I feel like 300 is definitely growing and definitely does have a um, great media, great uh, digital platform. But I, I wanted to see those two minds kind of come together and it was a historical moment. And I think that's why, you know, I went, I am going to cover it. I'm, I've got my um, transcripts of the talk and I'm, you know, putting it together. So a feature will come out soon. Right. But um, so, you know, so your question, your question about integrity and vetting. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've written for Bandcamp, I've written for digital platform, for full-on digital platforms, and it's totally fine, but I, I think that the editors and, and the people that are um, interested in bringing me in um, are, are not looking for 100,000, you know, Instagram followers. I just, I just don't know that world. I'm able to to, I published three books, I whatever, and I have less than a thousand Instagram followers. And I'm not really ashamed to say that. It's like, it's my, hmm. I feel like when I was young and I was coming up in the media game, I think, and I, I now I'm like bursting my own kind of private bubble, but there, there is a level of mystery that I like to have as, as a part of me. Right. And the level of privacy that is as a part of me. So when I know when I do get an invitation, I know people are serious about my work and about me, you know, and not necessarily, um, you know, um, how many how many posts I have. Um, so that's that that level of integrity people are are looking for 
you know, someone, and I, I want to be careful about my terminology of authenticity, because you can be authentic, you know, and have a million Instagram followers. But, you know, um, being that I am kind of low key, um, and, and that I am kind of, you know, um, a print professional, you know, there, there's a level of, of, of integral boundaries that I have. And even working as a journalist at a newspaper, you know, ethics is very important. You know, there are ethics and there are boundaries that I still live by in the media game. And people who, you don't got to call me old fogey or whatever. It's just, it's just the choices that I made as a Black woman professional, as a professional in general, the personal choices that I made. So it, it has really nothing to do with kind of new and old. It had to do with who, how I wanted to mold myself and how I wanted to present myself. And so, um yeah, I thought 300 Entertainment was a good, was a nice mix. I could meet, you know, influencers like you, you know what I'm saying? And everything is chill. And everybody was so nice. Everybody was just, was so nice and approachable. And, you know, let's go back to vetting, you know, tell me a little bit, you know, how you, how you think that process goes down and like. I think I, I, first and foremost, for me, I feel it, it, you know, if you throw numbers out, Mm-hmm. Right. Look at look at look at the look at the trans transactional history mm-hmm. as far as of what of projects that were done. L- look at their re- look, really look at resume, really look at resumes. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Really mm-hmm. break it down in levels in tiers, one tier, tier one, tier two and tier three. Or if you want to put it in two tiers. That's it. Well, you have a structure to that. You got it. No, but I'm just saying because uh, because this is me analyzing the media game for 10 years sure, that I've sure. been involved. And I'm just like, yo, like half the time, motherfuckers don't even really understand it to that degree. And, and, and what I hate, and I'm not saying this is not a really an error thing, like oh, old era, new era thing, but it's like, yo, you majority of you motherfuckers are coming, not you, but I'm just saying majority of people coming into this, you you don't give two shits a damn about the history or the value of it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, like me, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Before I came to media, and transition from acting, I studied uh, Sway Calloway. I studied Angie Martinez. I studied Michael Basin. I studied um, mm-hmm. Tory Star Terrain. I studied the one, the the, the the Fab Five Freddy. I studied them. Yeah, me too. To understand, okay, how do I come about in media? How dare I come into this damn um, industry with a with a wherewithal uh, or whatever or premise of all? They did it old way. I want it my way. Screw them. And they paved the way for me and for many people. Right. Okay? And why do it if you don't love it? Exactly. You know what I mean? And, like, and, if you're not studying the game, then what's the point? That's what I'm saying. And I feel as a creative, even if you're a black creative, right? Doesn't matter. Black creative, white creative, continent pink, who gives two shits? You should be studying about this game. Mm-hmm. And, and And that's what irks me so much about things in this era right now and that's why shit is so much fucking blurred line because majority of mofos rather than wanting to take that type of vetting process or thereof you just want everything to be fucking lit and fucking uh, alliteration or thereof and then god forbid if that one publication fucking goes off the edge 
and, and screws over and, and, and covers this shit wrong. Now you want to put everybody on that same fucking plateau. No, go fuck yourself. The one that fucked up should be the one that punished. You don't put everybody on the same boat because there's different levels to this shit and there's different right. levels of, of media platforms who actually fucking care. And and, right. and and the shit that's that's mind-boggling to me is okay, I have Jordiana, I have Jordiana in the building, right? Well known uh, for a legacy established publication. You, shit, it, it may take a long time because you're not lit enough. And that's stupid. Yeah. That's yeah. Jack, that's Jack, yo, that's fucking see, I was that's I was lit, I was lit when they were kids, though. I was no, right. <laughs> right. I was in the club with purple hair and you know what I'm saying and you know glitter high heels on and everything all this stuff you know 10 years ago I was you know so right. that's, I mean to me it's, just, my... <laughs> shit, it's just batshit fucking crazy out here and then it's like okay so now let's say okay if they take the time to read your credentials that's another fucking thing it's like yo what, what, what do people want here you want quality media to really cover this shit or do you want just a fucking whole conundrum of a fucking shit show that you let people in with the fucking floodgates? No, I'm being serious. Like, this shit is like bad shit crazy and out of control. And it's not only in fucking New York. That shit happens across. But the thing is, people finally catch on. Like, oh, I know what? No, let's vet this real quick. We don't need every other media outlet in here. Let's get the ones that fucking matter, that put foots to necks, and really try to get to a resolution with shit. Well, let's flip it around a little bit and and talk to up and coming media professionals, you know, whether, you know, you want to write for the times, whether you want to be in print, whether, you know, yeah, or digital, yeah, or you want right. to go digital, like New York Magazine has a great digital platform, the cut and kind of all types of stuff. I'm, I'm, I read everything. Um, but, you know, you can you you once I was going to say, once you get to a certain point, you can vet your events and all that stuff, sculpt yourself. And I think that's what I was saying five, 10 minutes ago. You know, I know if if you know that you're an introvert, if you know that you're a little more Issa Rae and you're just on your awkward black girl situation, I'm, I don't, I don't consider myself to be awkward, but whatever. Sometimes. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but seriously, if you if, if you know things about yourself, and I think that's the number one thing, know thyself in the media game, because because if you're going to be known for a brand and you're not going to be in control of what you get known for, if you're not conscious of what you're doing, and if you're not conscious of how you want to present yourself, it's not an act, it's not necessarily even a persona, it's, you know, you know, who you want to put yourself around, what circles you want to be in, and, and your own value and where you want to go and, and you know, what you want to, to bring into your own sphere. You got to protect yourself, you know, as, as a media professional, particularly as women, because now we've got people, you know, with cameras, now we've got people, you know, um, recording conversations. And I'm not saying be paranoid, I'm just saying be aware of yourself. And even before you start to get in into the game, get to know yourself. And the question is, how do you get to know yourself? You know, spend time alone. And that's the antithesis of being like a, a, a social, you know, butterfly, right? But there's a balance, right? Get to know yourself, get to know who you are, read, study the game, get comfortable with yourself because, you know, what you are is your brand. So if you're at the club one night and you're cutting up and you, you know, 
I don't know, drink like 10, you know, vodka and Red Bulls. And then the next day you're called Red Bull and you don't got no control over that. Oh, what's up, Red Bull? And then you're stuck with it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying be paranoid. I'm not saying like all of those things. Um, I, I just, you know, I'm very honored and humbled a to be on this show. And I'm very honored and humbled to, you know, to have the career that I've had three books in the past year and a half, but yeah, I, I took a slower, you know, it was a slower, uh, build, but, but the foundation of my career, you know, I was looking for longevity, you know, um, and, and we can tie that with legacy. I was looking for longevity in my career. So I didn't like get out there and kind of cut up. Um, I started as a promoter and a booker. So I was out there, but I was throwing the parties. I wasn't, you know, necessarily, I had fun. Hey, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, that's my whole spiel. Like, you know, you know, understand who you are and how you want to present yourself. If, if you really want to be that wild, you know, uh, uh, fun loving kind of like street smart crazy person then be aware of that and understand you know yourself and and how you want uh, to put that out and how you know you can't control how it's perceived but you know yeah that's, that's what's up you know that's what's up. i'm glad i'm there i'm glad you're touching that in my career i want you to definitely take heed of what she was just state, stating you know it, it, it it's levels to this but also too you know um it's always about the race you know what I'm saying? It's always about the race at the end. You know what I'm saying? It's not about the start. It's about the finish. And as you get to the finish, it doesn't hurt to, like, really build upon that. So when you get to the finish, it's it's a better glory on your resume and on your legacy and as well as the path in the, that you trailblaze. You know, so I'm definitely glad, Jordiana Elizabeth, you touched on that. Um, Of your 10 years, yeah, which one was your most trials and tribulations? And as well as, which one do you feel you persevered the most? Mm. Mm. Good question. Good question. Um, the beginning of my career was really hard. You know, um, I was I was a musician and I was a model and I was out here, you know. And and again, you know, that sounds contradictory to what I've been saying, but it's not. You know, I made you know, my own choices. And, um, you know, I got, I had some painful experiences, you know, I'm starting my career without a manager, without an agent. Um, Now, you know, um, 10 years later, I'm good and I'm comfortable. But, um, you know, I had some painful experiences um, being a woman, you know, coming up in the industry. Uh, and there were some inappropriate things that happened to me and, you know, it was a long time ago and that's, that's not me minimizing, but, um, you know, I had to, I went to LA and I had to kind of start over. So I basically came up and put myself in a homeless shelter because I was just in shock from being uh, sexually assaulted. And I stayed in a homeless shelter for, for two years took myself up in the program, meaning, you know, interned and kind of did little things and helped out and got onto this like top, you know, top floor where you had more incentives and less roommates. And then um, uh, uh, Schwarzenegger had this, had this kind of um, program uh, where anybody on EBT assistance could go to LA City College for free. 
And somebody at a women's day shelter told me about that. And um, I got into school. I put myself in school. Then the economic crash happened. And the labels did start calling, too. <laughs> it, was a very, it was a hard time because the economic crash happened. And I was, I was very young, but I was also business-minded. And I was like, well, you know, this is not necessarily a good time, you know, um, to be signing all of all of the 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 funding and everything that was going in, you know, was not, you know, even at that time, you know, and we we could talk about hunger maybe a little bit later. I was hungry, but I also, you know, again, you know, was always kind of strategic in in how and how much bandwidth I had and how much I wanted to take on. So I'm in this vulnerable position. Um, and the economy is in a vulnerable position. So I ended up uh, moving to New York because honestly, you can always make money in New York. New York's never gonna, I don't care. I mean, the world's gotta melt. <laughs> you can't make money. It's gonna be in a snow globe of like, you know, like, you know. So, and again, this isn't me greedy. This is me just like hand, like hand to mouth, like just just making it every day by myself. You know what I'm saying? And so I went to New York and, and started, you know, promoting and became a very successful promoter. But, you know, it was always, um, it was always a, a grind and it was always me thinking about myself and me thinking about the future. Um, and if, and if you're not able to to step outside of yourself and say, you know, and this is why people have managers and agents, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't want to stunt myself because I'm, I'm always interested to talk to managers and agents, but I basically represent myself. I have two agents where I send proposals to, but you know, um, it's just been so long. I'm, I'm, I've learned. So whether or not, and I'm just going to give a little bit of, 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 of information, good information here, yeah. whether or not you want an agent or you have a manager agent learn again learn your brand build your brand build your brand and and take um take advice when you're a little bit developed but if you're not thinking outside of the box and you don't you're before you're agented or before you have a manager and you get offered something and you know that we're in some sort of economic crisis wait that's just a little bit of information because, you know, um, I don't know if who I'm talking to are very young or I'm in my 30s or, you know, whether older. Mm-hmm. But one thing I will tell young people is that the world is going to change around you mm-hmm. and you got to be able to go with it. And the econ- you're going to watch economic ups and downs as you get older and older. You know what I'm saying? And so how did I have that, 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 understanding as a young person i don't know by the grace of god yeah that's what's up my creators uh joy i really 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 don't want to cut it short but we definitely definitely got to get going but nonetheless we should know about you let my creators know where to follow you at wish we look for you more more articles and everything of that magnitude yeah um jordana elizabeth j-o-r-d-a-n-n-a-h just, you know, honestly, I would say do a search, um, just do a Google search. My articles kind of pop up within the search and you can kind of find out more about me that way. I do have a website, jewriting.com. My Insta is Jordana Elizabeth. My Facebook is Jordana E and my Twitter is at love Jordana. So find me, 
I'd love to love to hear from you. Love to kick it. Love to talk. All right, my cribs. You know what's up. You know what it is, man. This is another edition of Cuts, episode one hundred and five of season five. Nonetheless, my cribs. You know where to follow me at your neighborhood Ruger Sprayer. Follow me on Instagram at Remo Marac underscore, as well as Twitter at Remo Marac. Also hit the website, remomarack.com. If you want to be a guest on this podcast, please, please, please send a request to cutspodcast1 at gmail.com. And also, too, music creatives, you need your, your music reviewed. Hit up the Ruga Sprayer. Hit me up on groover.co. See my profile, Remo Marack. Dwing, I review your music. And that's about it, man. You know what's up. You know what it is. You know where we're going with this, my creators. Ah, that's PTC. You know the hashtag. Pound that chest. Come on, man. You know what it is. It's the two up. That means peace. We out of here. You already know. Yours truly, Remo Marac, a.k.a. Chef Remo. He's here. You hear it cuts. You know what the cuts stand for. Culture, urban, technology, and sports. Now, for the latest features, content, interviews, and more, click that subscribe button. Come on, man!